Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kag Allwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Kag. Hello, how are you? I'm really dandy. (laughs) (laughs) No, we haven't been drinking. No, actually, no, we have coffee. We have? Coffee, it is coffee. It it is coffee as well. Yeah. Um, It's hot coffee. We haven't been on for a while and people are probably wondering where we are. Probably actually relieved that we've not been on That we haven't had any episodes the last two weeks. Um, Im, Im. Im. Yim, my new way of saying it, Yim. It's been busy. It's been very busy. We've been away. We've been trying to get ready for Christmas. I've been ill. You've been ill. That's another reason you haven't seen us because you would have heard coughing every yes. two seconds. Well, you might still hear coughing. Might, might be odd bit coughing, Not COVID, though. You took about no. eight tests, didn't you? I did. I did. Cost an arm and a leg, but yes, I did lots of tests just to make sure. So that's the only reason I've let her in the house today. But uh, that's why we've been quiet. And we're going to be quiet for a little bit. This is going to be the last one for the year. We're going to recap the year. And then we're going to have a bit of a break because January is, just after Christmas, traditionally our busiest time for the tours. So we're going to be pretty flat out every night doing those. So we just need to focus on that. We'll try and keep the YouTube channel going. But for getting together it's going to be very hard to do the podcast so but we're going to finish the year on looking back at the year Uh, yeah the review and we're wearing our christmas hats because it's nearly christmas in fact when we recorded this it's only five days yeah i think it is five days to christmas you didn't use your fingers well done i did i just mentally you? you didn't see them twitch (laughs) they were twitching under the counter as I mentally added that up and I'm probably still wrong so we are going to look at the year look at where we've been look what we've done look at the funny things look at the paranormal stuff try and find which one is CAG's highlights which one is mine and we'll also look at some of the things we might be doing next year yeah now the problem with this review though is that we've both got really bad memories. We have. We've been very busy this, and it's trying to remember. This is, <laughs> it, it's like I was sitting here just a few minutes ago going, oh, we did this, this, this. Now, what do we remember? And you could hear the crickets. Like a chirping. Yeah. <laughs> the tumbleweed blowing across the street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we had a lot because you wrote a lot. You wrote a lot of diaries while we were away. I did. I did write a lot of diaries. And cannot remember a thing. <laughs> this is really bad. Or we could remember. Yeah, no, I won't go into it because we're going to do memories. So I'm not going to yeah. spoil it because that would spoil it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's look at our own venues first. For those who don't know us as Haunted Horizons Tours, we do several venues, don't we? We do. And we're going to go through each venue and we're going to look at what was my most memorable experience at it for the year and also what was CAGS. Now, it could be difficult for some of them 
because I don't do them. Keg does. So yeah. it's going to be a solo memory for those as yes. we recap through. Mm-hmm. I could give old ones, so well, My overall yeah, most memories. Yeah, let's do that. Because I did the tours before you did. You did. I remember a few things. All right, so let's go to one of our favourites, mm-hmm. which we've had for 12 years, and that's Talem Town, old Talem Town Pioneer Village. It's a good one. It is. Now, just a background, because not many people obviously are going to know Talem Town. Talem Town is a pioneer village, but it used to be an empty paddock mm. full of dairy cows once upon a time. So it wasn't empty then, was it? Well, it wasn't. There no. was a cow or two in it. There was one or two cows. <laughs> There's still there. a couple of cows in it today. <laughs> <laughs> is that when we're doing the tour? Yeah. <laughs> it consists of about... 115 buildings set out on 15 streets and they are authentic because Peter who built it he didn't want to make it look old by getting wood building it to look old he actually wanted to keep it authentic so he bought buildings from around the state historical ones when they came up for sale and he transported them to build his village out of so we have about 115 buildings not all of them original but a big part the more original buildings and if you've got a ghost in a house and you pull that house away on the back of a truck gag mm, yeah does the ghost just stand there and go where did my home go or mm. does it come with the walls yeah that's that's um that's a good question and we think it's probably moved mm. doesn't it with them with mm. the house so we've been there 12 years now not as haunted horizons we did start as paranormal field investigators so as a research team but we had enough stuff happening and we were already helping the adelaide jail kind of develop their tours and we thought you know what Talon would be good to do hence haunted arise was born wanted arise arise you don't know the name of your arise own haunted arise <laughs> it's christmas so we've been at Talem Town for 12 years. We started off as paranormal field investigators, which was my research team. And as we were developing the Adelaide Jail tours, we kept getting asked, do we do tours anywhere else? And that's how Haunted Horizons was born, because we thought, you know what, Talem Town would be a good one to do. We'd had some stuff. Now, if you want my opinion after all these years, Kakadon, about you, I don't honestly think a lot of it is to do with the buildings i actually think mm. it's more to do with the land i think it comes into the buildings because we're in the buildings with the tours i think it follows us in what do you what have you found over the years there i found it's a very strange place indeed that's all i can say about Taylor town <laughs> very weird but now i think it yes it's i think it's definitely got to be something that's maybe been drawn in there because of what goes off in there yeah I, t- I really don't know, but it's a very, very strange yeah. place. I, I think one or two of the buildings seems to be very centred with the building. And we haven't covered them all, so there could be more out there, 115 of them. But what I've seen, which is a dark silhouette of a figure, and what you've seen as well, you've seen yeah. it in the streets as well. And I think that indicates a lot that maybe it's a lot of it is to do with the land. So... Mm. Now, my most memorable for the year, let's go to the memorable ones for the year, Keg. Talem Town. I'm right. going to say that my most memorable happening this year 
and I'll put it up here for the video people. For the audio people, I'll put the screams up. How's that? Because <laughs> the screams are fun. I was giving a tour in what we call the Emporium, which is the long shop. It used to be three houses all put together and the walls knocked out. But now it's kind of a very long old shopping emporium. And it is full of very creepy mannequins, Keg. It's the creepiest of creepy mannequins put together in one place. If you don't like mannequins, especially the old the old antique ones, then it is not the place for you, especially in this shop. So I was in there and I was telling a story, Keg, about many years ago, after I might have done a bit of provoking, a couple of weeks after that, I was in the building on my own taking down a camera. Now, I wasn't touching the counter at all. I was only undoing a little plug on an infrared spotlight when the mannequin that sits at the end of the counter suddenly ended up near the door. Now, not a good feel when you're in a building on your own with a pissy little torch. <laughs> you didn't have a bright torch. so. But moving time forward, this year I was doing a tour. I was doing that story and then I did what I always do do is give the line all I was doing was undoing this plug on an infrared spotlight when this mannequin and I turn around and I put my torchlight on the mannequin that gets thrown and the whole tour witnessed this mannequin pivoting on the spot now this is very difficult for this mannequin to do because it's wedged into a 90 degree cutout in the counter he's cut a 90 degree thing in the wooden counter so it's wedged in there mm -hmm. so it can't pivot because <laughs> it would have to pivot against the angle of the wood which wouldn't be easy at all now the next thing that happens is it goes flying into the audience into the group into the guests and all you see is the guests screaming hands hitting out because the mannequin's coming at them, the mannequin being thrown and hit in completely the wrong direction, then suddenly coming at me, ending up by my feet in bits. <laughs> so he'll come in and do that. This particular night, he was down at Zedward, and the rest of the guides had the teams out working in the village, so I was the only one that was left to come and dismantle the stuff in here. And all I had was a pissy little torch, a little bit like the light I've got at the moment. So I'm behind that counter there, and all I'm doing is I'm undoing a plug on a infrared spotlight. That's all I'm doing. I'm that far away from the counter when I was doing it. So just undid the plug, and as I did that, this mannequin here, right at the end of the counter, oh, she's... Just turned, oh, that moved. That just turned, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nope. <laughs> that one? That just went. Oh, like, shit. Ah! Oh, oh, Sorry. Nobody was near that. No. Holy fucker, Rudy. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, she she oh, had a rotate, oh, didn't you? Yes. Oh, I saw that. Oh, sorry. She actually rotated. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, and that wasn't even a slide. She rotated. No. And you weren't anywhere near her. No. Nope. I think that last bit was natural because I think the pivot on the spot had put it off balance. Yeah, off balance and it went. And then you had that yeah. lady leaning against the counter that suddenly came forward to see if she could get a better look at what we'd just seen. Mm. And I think that's when the mannequin toppled 
and went flying into the group and they panicked. So fortunately, thank goodness, thank goodness, the camera, although it's angled on the tour, just happened to catch the mannequin as well pivoting. Thank goodness. I think Damo, our guide, was very relieved about that because he put the camera up. And I think yeah. he was outside listening to it all going, oh, please let it have caught. Please let me <laughs> could put you it imagine, in the right could direction. You, could you imagine what it would be like if you hadn't put that camera <laughs> just so? Exactly. Would have been it's, a lot of trouble. Like, did you catch it, Damo? I don't know. <laughs> but what you did miss out was the the, the time the mannequin um, – ends up by the door is a completely the wrong angle for that mannequin to have fell over yeah there's a ledge as well that she would have to slide down if i'd overbalanced her she would have to have slid and that slide would have taken her in a certain direction trajectory and she did go in that trajectory but then she changed this is in the first time mm. the mannequin did it and then she angled so it, very weird isn't it the emporium yeah, it is. And I was in there um, only a few weeks ago with a, a lovely group and we were investigating in, in the Emporium and the girls were standing by the mannequins and they were freaking out because they could hear the sound of plastic on plastic. Hmm. So something moving and I'm oh like, if one of these heads turns, <laughs> I'm out of here. It's like Doctor Who. I don't know if anybody's watched the Doctor Who, uh, the Weeping Angels. Hmm. And it's a case of don't blink because if you blink, they move closer. <laughs> you kind of you kind of get that feeling with them, don't you? If you put your torch on, suddenly they're going to be a bit closer or they've moved. And then you put the light on, they stop. And that's the whole creepiness about these mannequins in there. So that would be my outstanding memory for the, for the yeah. I haven't put it up. And that's because I wanted to get it up with a, a series of the times we've had something move, like the five best. So I'll I will do that, but I might just put it up here as well for the video people. Yeah, and what also what you you've got to mention as well. What makes it worse is that these mannequins, not all of them have got eyes or they've got a cracked face. No, they look like they crawled out the grave. They do. They do. <laughs> They, I think Peter's has found the creepiest, creepiest mannequins around and then just put them all in one building. Yeah. And he doesn't really do it because of the ghosts or no. anything like that. It was us that came in. It was simply just for history. Yeah. So the historical mannequins. But they're yeah, great. They're great. So, Keg, what was your main memory from Tailham Town? I had a really weird one. Mm. All right. Now, you know how... The buildings at Tatham Town have all got tin roofs. So when it um, gets cold at night, they, they contract and they, they bang and they knock. Yeah. Well, I was in there with a group of people and we were investigating and we were hearing this these noises going off. And to start off, we went, oh, that's just a, a possum mm. or it's one or two. Actually, it's a whole family of possums yeah. because the noise it was making. And then we thought, or oh, maybe it's raining outside because mm. it had been raining. Maybe it's raining on the roof. And um, we went outside and it wasn't raining. And we even looked to see if there was a tree next to it and whether it had been raining and it was just dropping off the, the right. branches of the tree. But there was nothing anywhere near it. And we could not work out what these noises yeah. were. It was so weird. Yeah. So, so weird. Well, that brings me up to noises the other day, Keg. Actually, only three weeks ago. I right. forgot about that one. I was in the hotel 
and I was standing by the bar. Unfortunately, it is a dry bar. It is a dry bar. That barmaid is hopeless. I've been trying for 12 years to get served in there. And the tour stands kind of in front of me, and some of them stand pretty much into a room, the big lounge room with their backs to it. And all I know is suddenly there was all these screams and this sea of people came running in my direction, <laughs> getting crushed. I don't know why people do this, Kag. I, I now have to put it in my tour. If anything happens, don't come, don't come running at me. I am not going to help you one little bit. But they always seem to come running in yeah. the guide's direction. You just see this sea of people when mass panic happens. But they said they heard a, a bang on the window, but then it was like this vibration-type thudding going around the walls across the ceiling and down the other walls now that's not possum no that's not a possum and i still it was only in the one room so i still don't know what that was but that's the last thing i had in there yeah it's a it's a very very strange place to be certainly is one of our favorites can i just ask you a question are you sure it's 12 years you've been at taylor sure it's not longer 13 2009, I think I started, the year before we started doing the tours. 13. It'll be 14 years next year. I thought it was a bit more than 12. Yeah, I lose track. It's your age. The jail. Let's go to the jail. Mm-hmm. Now, the jail was built in 1841 and it shut in 1988. So during that time, we had about 300,000 prisoners go through it, men, women, and children. We also had 45 executions there, and all 45 of the executed is still buried within the jail grounds. So that was part of the punishment. We have the cemetery. In fact, we have two cemeteries, one called Murderer's Row. Now, there is one building that seems to be more active than any of the other buildings, and that's called the new building, CAG. It is called Makes a new it sound building. modern, doesn't it? It does. It was built in 1879. <laughs> so, but it got the nickname because it's the last building to be built there. They got the nickname the new building, and that stuck through all this time. Everybody still refers to it as the new building. Now it's T-shaped, double story, and I did have an experience in what we call B-Wing, which is where the staircase is. And we were giving a tour one night. I was standing on the stairs when we started to hear footsteps on the gantry, the upper gantry, down one of the other sections. Now, it came to the top of the stairs and I was like, yes. But then it started to come down the stairs, Keg. Mm-hmm. Clear footsteps, click of the heels, squeak of fresh leather of heavy boots coming down the stairs towards us. It then walked between me and the other guide on the step, must have passed within inches. You could hear it, you just couldn't see anything. And the guests that we had at the time, two documentary makers, actually stepped aside because they said they thought they felt an authoritative figure was coming through. And then we listened to it walking off down the hallway and out the door at the end of this long, long hallway. So I was doing this story like I always do to the tour and I got to that last bit and then they stepped aside and we listened to it walking off down the hallway and out the door at the end and I pointed towards the door at the end and the door at the end as I pointed just went slightly open and just went 
bang. As I said it, it looked, Keg, it looked so contrived, like it was, because it was perfectly, perfectly timed timed Mm. that I actually did make the guests go down to check it out because I knew in the back of their mind they were going to think, oh, that's a put on. And at the end of the day, we don't put things on. Most people go away without much happening, yeah. don't they? Little things. Um, and if we were going to do it that perfectly, we wouldn't make it that obvious. So we just don't. So I made the guests go down quickly to go and check it out, make sure nobody was in the area. And meanwhile, Damo and me were standing there kicking ourselves because neither of us that night had been wearing our body cameras and that's normally what we have on isn't it well demo does demo does yeah i'll blame demo then demo yeah demo 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 that's your fault you know you should wear it when i demo when i'm the guide Mm. (laughs) so i think that was it that was the highlight for me what about you yeah i've had lots of interesting things happen in the um the new building but i'm gonna choose a different one oh I'm going to go to the induction centre. So that is where, when they first came to the the jail, they were sent there and they were given their uniforms mm. and that sort of it's thing. It's quite modern as well. In the it scheme is. of things, it, it, is. it was put in, yeah, not not far. I can't remember the date on it. Is it 60s, 70s? Six, I think like, it was. Yeah, like, six, somebody will shoot me down with that one. Yeah. Old ladies. I know. Old we're brains. Just, we've got a lot to, to try and keep Only up been there, there 21, 22 years. <laughs> I think the problem is that when you get to our age, all the stuff that's supposed to be in your head is actually making its way down the body. There's too much in our heads. There when, is. when you get to our age, we've we've accumulated a lifetime of memory. So we have more in our head than a young person. We do. We do. We do. And it's just finding it because we're not very good at filing, are we? No, no. We're Filing's not. a problem yeah. for us, and that's why we can't remember a lot of things. Yeah. And that's why we're so chuffed as well because... <laughs> makes its way down your body and that's why you expand and we expand because we're mm. chuffed yeah yeah so yes the induction center going back to what we were talking about initially um so i was in there again with a group of investigators and it'd been a fairly quiet night mm. and i wasn't going to take them in there we only had a few minutes left and i said come on let's just give it a try so we sat in there and we nothing was happening but we clearly all heard heavy booted footsteps walking right past the induction centre door. Mm. Now, the jail is locked off. Not only is the car park locked off, but the jail itself is locked off. Mm. There was only myself and my group of investigators there. There was nobody else in the building. Uh, We went to have a look. Nothing there. And I was so excited. And I gave you... Mm. The card with the footage on to download. You did. And it had corrupted. Funny that. <sighs> I tell you. <laughs> it's just like when you don't wear your body cam, isn't it? Kate? I know. Can't get the staff. I know. <laughs> All right. Zed Ward. Mm. Okay, Kag. Zed Ward. Home for the criminally insane. So Zed Ward is just one small building. It used to be a ward. It's set back on a precinct that used to be known as Parkside Lunatic Asylum. Over the years, obviously, that's politically incorrect, became Glenside Hospital towards the end. Now, it was the criminals. It was for the males. So it was a male-dominated building. 
And we've had it now for longer than we thought we would get it, haven't we? We have. It's about what, nine, nine, nine years. Nine years. 2014 that we got it. And mm. I think that was towards the end of 2014. So nine years. Mm-hmm. And it's been an interesting journey. We've had a lot happen there. It's one of our more challenging ones. But I think the one that stands out for me this year was an Esther session. Mm, Now, it's a very controversial one, and I'm surprised we haven't been attacked more by people saying we put it on. And that's what I risked when I put it up. It took me six months to decide to put it up because it was too good to be true. Now, an Estes, for those who don't know, is where you take a spirit box or ghost box, broken radio, but you take the bias out of you being able to hear the questions by putting a headset in and putting that person far, far away from you so that they can't hear the questions. And they just call out anything they're hearing. Now, I wished we'd been able to record this. I really, really do. It's not something we do on tours because it's not actually full-on investigating. It's more with with the guests. So yeah, it's as not in, as set in, up like record a, it as in add a voice recorder to the ghost to box the ghost so box. you catch it live real time. So you can hear yeah. what the person with the headphone set on is listening to at the same time. Yeah, which we do on an investigation. We have started to do that now on our travels when we do the investigations, when it's just Kagami. And we'll get into that later. But this time we didn't because it was a tour set up. Nothing was happening anyway. And one of these girls, I had four girls down from Queensland, and they'd never done investigating before. They just wanted something to do in the evening. So they're not even into the paranormal keg. That was the Mm. whole thing about it. And I put one of them on the headset down the hallway. And she was a good distance away from us. And then we started to ask questions. Now, the night before, I'd said to Karen, our backup, that I can't get this song out of my head. Do you know when you get a song in your head and you just can't stop singing it? Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? And this was singing in the rain. I'm singing, yeah, in in the rain. Just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. All right, so that was the, sorry, we like to burst into song. Nobody else likes us too, Cag, but we do. And I could not get this. And it's not like I listened to that type of music to have That is the last song you would listen to. (laughs) My music is a lot beatier than that. I like to feel my music. So couldn't understand why I was singing this. And I was saying to Karen, I can't get this song out of my head. And then as we're doing this Esther session, we got on to music. And I think it started, I'm, I could be wrong. I'm going to play it anyway so you'll get the correct version. I'm kind of trying to remember it, Kag, without having watched it for a long time. Mm. We got on to music for some reason, Do You Like Music or something like that. And I think she said something like Rain. And I think it started, what she was saying was starting to click. And you'll hear the moment I suddenly engage and go, hang on a minute. And we played Singing in the Rain. And we started to play the beginning of it. And she comes out, very childlike voice. I'd love to do that. Are you still there? Here! Yeah. 
Good to know. Sounds like Robert. I hope not. I've got gardening to do. It was nice and clear outside when we came in. Right. Wouldn't be funny if it was raining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, wait. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't Is that tears? That's like wet cry. Would you like us to sing you a song? Oh, right. Do you want us to sing in the rain? Uh, it, yeah, that just clicked. Of course. Do you want me to, do you want me to sing? I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. I'll walk down the lane with a happy refrain. Just singing and dancing in the rain. You would like to sing and dance in the rain, would you? Do you go outside? Rain. Did you like our song? That's creepy that I had that in my head last night. Yeah, yeah. I was asking questions. I was getting direct answers back. No hesitation. She couldn't hear to the point, Cag, where you can see me getting suspicious. And I snuck on down the hallway, tapped her on the shoulder, but grabbed the ghost box off, on her, off her as soon as I touched her. So she didn't have time to fiddle with the ghost box. And then I, you'll see me put the headphones on straight away to see how loud it was. It was loud. And you can also, if you turn your volume up, you can also hear the ghost box from where she is. On she's a long way from you and guys. She's a long way. The other weird thing that you pointed out when you watched it and mm. I hadn't picked up on was her position. Yeah, she doesn't move. 40 minutes she did this. She sat with her feet crossed for 40 minutes. Does and not move. on an angle as well. Yeah. Really, really weird to watch. Yeah, doesn't fidget. Doesn't move. No. It's almost like she's tranced out. And also, at one point, um, you played Amazing Grace, but she was actually saying the words. Yeah. And she couldn't have heard the music. No, we were playing it quiet down our end. But she gave the next next segment. Now, I can understand people being sceptical because you didn't record it. But yeah. what people don't realise, this was on a tour. It's not an investigation that we would do for YouTube or you something like that. You can't set up. I have the tour from beginning to end with two guests, actually other guests were there and they left and then everything ramped up after, after they went. I have their bookings. I have their thing. You can see they're from Queensland. I have no affiliation with these. They were just random guests on the tour that sometimes, I think I've only ever had this happen three times in nine years in Zedward where, bang, we were having a conversation. Um, it was just, I drove home. I drove home trying to rationalise, because I am a rational person. I was trying to rationalise what just happened. It was too good not to put up, but I risked when I put it up that nobody was going to believe it because it was too good to be true. But I can put my hand on my heart. I have tried to work it out. They couldn't hear all I can say is it's the most mind-blowing Esther session I think I've ever had. Yeah. And we do it day in, day out with our guests.
I agree. So what was your highlight for Zed Ward? Um, yeah, there's there's been a, a few different things going off. I think equipment going off on command and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But again, I think I'll have to go back to the Esters. Mm. Um, and I had a group one night where it seemed as though we were possibly talking to somebody in there and they were trying to tell us about their crime and how we got in there in the first place. Um, but what was interesting was I was swapping uh, the people over on the Esters and the same conversation was coming up. Even mm. people that were like, this is rubbish. And they were still coming out with the same things and answering the questions. Yeah. Even though we changed things around, we didn't keep asking the same things. We tried to change it. We're still getting very similar responses. Mm. And um, that, it's, I think, is very strange. It does work quite well in there. When it works, mm. sometimes you get absolutely nothing. Nobody's connecting. Most of the but, time you get absolutely yeah. nothing. But the, yeah. when you do, um, it's actually fascinating yeah, to watch. NRM, well, I can't really talk about the NRM. The National Radio... Ah, ah, not just nearly me. Nearly did it. Nearly did it. You say it, Cag. <laughs> the National Railway Museum. Now say it a bit faster. <laughs> National Railway <laughs> Museum. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it because I have an issue with railway. <laughs> what is the NRM? The NRM is a massive railway museum, mm-hmm. and it's full of the engines and all memorabilia mm. so it's um it's a fascinating place it's actually built on the old working part of the port dock railway station it is which isn't there anymore there's a police station now be where the old railway station used to be down port adelaide mm-hmm. but the tracks are still there and where the museum sits is actually where the carriages came in to be unloaded and loaded yeah. it's a working part lots of accidents there Lots. Now, for you, what's the highlight this year for you? Um, we've had all sorts of things. Mickey's been the one. Mickey is the the ghost hogger. Yep. And um, Mickey's had everything from noises, people seeing figures. Um, for me, I'm I would say legs. I know it sounds really weird. <laughs> sounds really really weird. People seeing legs. So legs sticking out from behind, uh, between carriages. Um, another time we have a carriage where people walk through it. Mm. Um, and we've had all sorts of things reported from somebody walking behind them, in front of them, whispering. People, uh, they're, oh, they're complaining that they could have told us, or we could have told them about the mannequins that are sat in there. Oh. There's no mannequins. No, there isn't. No, there used <laughs> to be. Can you remember when there used to be? Yeah. But they had to take them out. Right. Um, so and also seeing figures walking down the far end where the, the male toilets are. Mm. Um, so but one guy I had on a tour, he was waiting to go on. He was stood there with Michael and he says he looked inside and there was he could see part of a leg. Mm. And he thought it was the person in front of him still waiting to go down the hallway. But when he got on, it just completely disappeared. Mm. Okay. So yeah, legs. Yeah. Arcade, Adelaide Arcade. I'm gonna hand over to you again. <laughs> um Adelaide Arcade. Now that is our one of our quietest venues. We call it the Casper. The Casper tour because it's nothing horrible there. Nothing too scary, is there? No. No. It seems to be more gentle stuff there. It does, it does. Um in the storeroom, that one has been a fairly interesting place. 
Um, no, we haven't said, Kev. You better tell them what Adelaide Arcade is. So Adelaide Arcade is an absolutely stunning shopping arcade in the middle um, of Adelaide itself, built in 1885. Mm, very Abs- ornate, isn't it? It is. And this time of year, with its Christmas, it has the best Christmas decorations. Mm. Um, so there's been a few um, deaths in there. Mm-hmm. and um, But... I, one of the strangest places would be the storeroom. Yeah, but it's not a storeroom in no, reality, is it's it? it's not. It was actually living quarters, yeah. wasn't it, for the people that used to um, work there. Yeah, and very so. close to where one of the tragedies. Yes, very close to Or that. the person who used to, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I've been in there doing tours. I've had to stop the tours occasionally because people have heard heavy breathing behind them. Uh, we had one lady scream because mm-hmm. something touched her back. And then another lady started to freak out because somebody was playing with the zip on her bag. Mm. Mm. And we got our best EVP from there, but we have done that. Go and have a listen. We've done the Adelaide Arcade as a full episode. Mm. So go back and have a listen to that because there's some really interesting stuff and we play that EVP on there. The zoo, handing over to Kag again. <laughs> Because I don't do that one either. All right, the zoo. Uh, we tend to stick to two places in there. So we tend to, tend to stick to the Minchin House. Mm-hmm. Also, actually, the zoo is the second oldest zoo in Australia. It's a metropolitan, metropolitan zoo, in, yeah. zoo in Australia. Um, opened in 1883. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Minchin House is uh, where the directors used to live up till 1970. And that's one of the places we take um, our guests to investigate. And people have heard shuffling and footsteps upstairs Hmm. and the equipment going off up there as well. The other place we take people to is the Nocturnal House, which is a really interesting place, Hmm. isn't it, to take people to investigate. Not many people get a chance to investigate the Nocturnal House. And we've had equipment go off on command. Hmm in there so and also that my i think the most interesting one for me would be um rempod activity now the rempod never goes off when's the last time you had a rempod go off not for a long time no we had it going off on command asking it for it to light up and it did last time i remember it going off and we'll get into it soon is america and there was at Madison Seminary on the bed of oh. the men who may or may not have oh. had a big policy on his wife. Oh. That one. That one. I'm just editing that now, guys. That mm. episode will be coming on YouTube a bit. So that was a while later. ago. Yeah. All right. So Glenbar. What is Glenbar Cag? Glenbar is one of the original homesteads in, and it's based in Strathalbyn in South Australia. It's about what, an hour or so up the freeway from Adelaide City itself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful homestead. And uh, that was built in 1842, so just a year after the Adelaide Jail. And it was originally occupied by the Rankin family from Scotland. So then it moved on to the Giles family and then it went on to be a girl guides area. So it's got a lot of history. Mm. Old place. Um, yeah. So all sorts of weird things happening there. We've had people see figures up in their house. We've heard people heard 
people have heard children mm-hmm. upstairs in the house as well. And that's where the girls, when it became a girl guy um, place, mm-hmm. that's where the girls used to sleep in the main house. Um, so strange things happening there. The church, um, I've had somebody acting very strange and just stood up and started singing Amazing Grace for no reason whatsoever. They didn't realise they were doing it, oh, which is that's very weird. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the cottage, I've had people see figures in the cottage, mm. um, and the equipment going off for no apparent reason when it we're we're all in one room and the equipment's mm. in the other, and then the cellar, the, the cellar, a bit dark, isn't it? People have seen figures, have seen something mm. going across the floor, equipment going off. Yeah very dark in there yeah cool though so that's kind of the yearly recap on our venues um what we're gonna do now though is we're gonna look at the rest of the year so we've done a bit of traveling this year haven't we Kag? only a bit only a bit i've been to england twice Kag's been to england once we've mm-hmm. both been to america we have and um, it's been very fast-paced. It has. I think we'll look at maybe, which should we look at first? Shall we look at the, well, actually, we did the UK first, didn't we? We should really start with yeah, that because we I went over there first, didn't I? You did. You went by because yourself. it was said that I got the call that maybe I should rush over there because my mum at the time was on her last legs and, so I did. I got on a plane. It took me two days to just book the plane and get on it. Flew out there. And when I got there, Cag, she was sitting eating jam and toast, looking much better. She was doing well for a dying woman, though. <laughs> she was. Not many people can do that. I mean, bless her. She is very, she suffers from dementia, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but she did pick up. By the time I got there, she looked a lot better. Mm. I thought I'd tie it in with a couple of investigations. So the only place available at the time was 30 East Drive. It It's booked out all year, but the one time I could go, which was on a Tuesday night, it happened to be free. And I thought, you know what? I'll go and do a lone vigil in 30 East Drive and see what happens. Go you. Now, everybody's saying, oh, you brave person, braving 30 East Drive. And I'm like going, yeah, I know. And going, there's nothing here. <laughs> Do you honestly think, Cag, if I thought there was something like a demonic black monk poltergeist in 30 East Drive, I would have gone, yeah, I'm going to go and sit on my own. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so that's how much Cag and me believed the hype on 30 East Drive. And I am going to say it, it did feel very comfortable. Now, I was sick, Keg. I'd come down with a very, very bad, not COVID, but not far off, probably what you've just had, actually, but I had it earlier in the year. And I'd set everything up. I thought, I'll just sit at the bottom of the stairs. So it's a little terrace council house, very small. And as I was doing a live stream, I was walking around, showing people around, I happened to see a little rag doll sitting on the bed. It's only a small one. And 
very light. So I was like, I'll pick that up. I haven't got any trigger objects with me because I wasn't intending to investigate. So I put the little rag doll at the top of the stairs, leaning against the wall. I think it's become a bit famous now, okay, hasn't it? It has. And it was leaning against the wall. But it was a good, I reckon it was a good six inches away from the edge of the stairs as well. Probably more, to be yeah, truthful. Yeah, I, I didn't want it to topple and fall. Fall down, down the stairs, ironically. And then finally I got round to doing the investigation. It was meant to be a live stream. So all it was going to be, it was supposed to be a live stream to our Haunted Horizons page where we could have a big chat room, all hang out, but in a haunted location. So it wasn't like a full-on investigation. Now, I was, I was calling out and I said, look, there's a doll at the top of the stairs there. I said, it shouldn't be there. And I pointed to it. And at the moment I pointed to it, the doll flicked upwards, did a double somersault and landed upright. I think it was three, two or three steps yeah. down. Mm. It was perfect. And you can hear me stop breathing, Keg, because <laughs> it's like that did not. The rational side in me goes, there must be a natural explanation for that. The non-rational side that goes, I've had too much happen to say this stuff doesn't exist, goes, that I've watched it over and over again as well. I can't, I can't understand how it moved upwards and then did a double flip if it just toppled no. forwards. And a lot of people actually said that it seemed to be lifted up by its arm. And then flips as yeah. well. So it's just the weirdest thing. It, it is. And I guess that got us a little bit of attention, didn't it? Well, well, the thing is, if as well, I... let's just put this into perspective first. All right. right. Let's... The first thing is, it was not used on the thumb. No, the... I didn't. I couldn't be sure about it. And half me goes, you know what? That looked contrived. It looked too good. I pointed at it. The doll went. I wasn't sure myself in my own heart, and I hate being sensational and doing clickbait when I'm, I don't know. I honestly don't know. So I didn't use it in the thumbnail. No, you didn't use it in the thumbnail, didn't use it in the title, didn't anything Didn't mention it in the description. No. Didn't mention it anywhere. No. Until our numbers started to trek up. Yeah. Suddenly. We had like a in lot one of morning. We had an awful lot of views on this video. And then somebody came in and said, hey, Beardo's just been looking at your video. And it's like, who's Beardo? Yeah. Never heard of him. So went to have a look. He's a debunker. Went to have a look. And sure enough, he'd been using the video to debunk the doll. And you know what? I'm going to say, and I've said it in our last, when I did a podcast specifically on this. Yeah. I actually like the guy. Yeah. I actually found him. He wasn't being toxic. Nope. There are debunkers out there who just seem to get very personal, very toxic, and are just nasty. Well, there's no, there's, there's one. There's or, a few. We've had a one couple. We've had two, another one. That's, yes. Yeah. But there are the majority aren't yeah. like that. Yeah. And he was being very fair with it and saying he hoped it was for real. He was very respectful, actually. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he? And at the end of the day, couldn't say one way or the other. And the good thing is I had done a live stream. What they saw on the video is only snippets from a live stream. I had the live stream from beginning to end 
from me walking into the house, setting up the camera, taking people for that initial walk around, me seeing the doll on the bed and going, oh, that'll do for a trigger object, picking it up, putting it down. At no point did it pause or where I'd put wires on it or anything else. It was it was put there and off it went. And definitely go and check out Beardo because Beardo's become quite <laughs> – we are hopefully going to work with him this year. We've we just find him very funny and very fair, and yeah. a really nice guy. And I'm going to put a little link up for his. He is. He's a lovely guy. He is, and he's actually given us our own name. Oh, and he's also yeah. He actually thinks we're quite funny for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Why does he think? I think funny? he needs to get a life. Beardo, you need a life. <laughs> I think he, the way he described us was it was like watching your, your two crazy aunties just living their best life <laughs> once he really looked into us and is like, do you know what? I love that analogy. I've kind of adopted it as the two yeah. crazy aunties. So, and we do. That's what that, – he nailed it. That's kind of what – it's bringing you the history of these places, mm-hmm. showing you around because you may never get there, throwing a line out to see if we get any bites at all. And at the same time, being besties, just having that natural sense of fun. You can't yeah. help it. And we sing. We do sing. We sing. Maybe he hasn't seen the ones where we sing a lot. Maybe he hasn't. No. He's seen the ones where we fall, fall over asleep. and fall asleep yeah. and break things. Yeah. Well, we, break, we only break our own equipment. We don't break anything else. No, we only do our own. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why we can't have nice things, Keg. So if you want to go and watch Beardo, Beardo gets scared. Yeah. That's what it's called. Go check. Um, all right, so that was probably my highlight on the trip I went to. I got very sick after that. I had investigated another place, Newcastle Castle, but I had to bail partway through because I was feeling that ill. And I think that was it for me. I did a couple of local pubs and that was about it before I got snowed in. <gasps> highlight. Very jealous. Highlight. Very jealous. Snowed in. It was great. We were all melting here at yeah. the time as you snowed in. Snow up to my knees. Do you know when you get a fo- when you get a phone call going? I'm never going to get my plane because it's <laughs> snowing, and I'm like, oh, bitch. <laughs> I actually went for a walk in it with my sneakers, and everybody else is in their wellies and everything else, looking at me walking around, going, "Australian <laughs> from Australia." It's like I'm going to walk around in this. Snow. Look how thick it is now. Look, it's up to my knees. Like, Shut up. <laughs> it's great. Mm. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave it there, Cag. Maybe New Year's Eve, we'll put on part two of the year. Oh, now that would be good. That would be good. All right, with that, guys, have a Merry Christmas if you do Christmas. Have happy holidays if you don't Don't. do Christmas. Or happy whatever else it is that you celebrate. But spend time with your families, whatever, and be safe. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from CAG and Ali for listening.